0: Alright, so hopefully the, hopefully JP puts the music on over our uh, little chatter behind the scenes. But guys, thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Pure Tennis Podcast. Super stoked to be in the booth today with a new guest, a guy that will be on the show going forward, um, I'm sure a number of times, Chase Pearson, joined Team Yellow this week. Got to welcome him on, officially, on the Pure Tennis Podcast. Super excited to have a friend, someone that I talk the game with on a daily basis, um, a, a tennis coach himself, and uh, yeah, someone that is, is even even a big marketing guy. Something you know, you sometimes you have those friends that you have for multiple years, and then you still feel like you you, you start talking about uh, work life, and you're like, damn, I didn't even know you were in the DAP program. So, I mean, it's pretty cool that we're going to be working on on the uh, content side of things. Chase, if you guys don't know, DAP is a uh, it's a big time program at the University of Cincinnati, one of the best graphic. Um, what do you? What would you do? Design art, Design, arts, uh, architecture. Planning. <clears throat> Pretty cool, yeah. Chase, but welcome on to the show, my man. How are we feeling today?
1: We're doing great. Um, <laughs> just been watching tennis, man. It's it's awesome. It's it's a dream come true. Get to get to be on the podcast here and as well, and just working in tennis. Um, like like Nate touched on a little bit. Uh, I've taught tennis, I played tennis, I coach tennis, um, and now it's time to get into this space. So I'm excited to be here.
0: You speak the language as we, as we like yeah. to say on the show, but um, so we we wanted today a recap a lot of the action in Roland Garros a lot of the biggest storylines right now we got in the background Mahova versus Sablanka in an absolute battle uh, looks like sablanka has got two set points up 6-4 in the second set breaker so they're going to be going the distance if I had to guess but I mean then you got Svantek and Beatriz Haddad Maya in an epic match uh, Svantek took out Coco relatively comfortably you had Beatriz had a hell of a match great comeback against Ons Uh I thought Ons let that one slip a little bit but Ons is just pure class. I mean, how she handles her losses is just like, it makes me become even a bigger fan. And, I mean, I've always appreciated Ons's game. I've said on this podcast before that I think her stick skills are up there with um, some of the best in, in the world. And I think what she's able to do with that racket, it's just an extension of her hand. So I was surprised to see, but Beatriz Maia, I mean, she is a big girl. I mean, she's a – she is a
1: – She plays big tennis. She plays big tennis. She's fiery. She, she'll get into it. And I, I think last time this year she was getting – into the swing of things yeah. as well because I remember in Cincinnati as well she, she was playing good tennis um, I think she was in the quarters as well there
0: I believe you're right yeah. I believe you're right so you got a prediction uh, this one oh six, five. so Mahova puts away one set point now it's back on serve got the mini break back you got a prediction for the Svantek and Haddad Maya matchup
1: it, it's hard not to take Giga I mean uh-huh. the way she's playing her now I mean Coco I thought Coco was playing pretty solid tennis um, and she had some tough matchups going through the beginning of the draw too so um, the way she handled that, it's hard to pick against Iga. I mean, yep. I, I'm going to say straights just because, you know, it. I don't know how you can't say straights right at it, this point.
0: And Iga's just, I mean, if I was a betting man, not that, I mean, not to say I don't dabble a little bit, but, I mean, Iga is the type of, wow, so San Blanca takes a second set. They're going the distance in the semifinals of the first matchup today. But I think with Iga, it's like, I don't remember any player – on the men or women's side that I would even consider betting a 6-0 set. And I did it with Iga. And, unfortunately, the girl, um, turnsenko I think her name is, was Serenka, Serenko, yeah. pulled out at, after being down 5-1 in the first. But, like, I was like, Iga is relentless. And I think that just goes to say that, like, she's not out there to, like, make friends or kind of, like, ha- donate these games. Her ability to lock in from the first point to the last point, foot on the gas pedal, and just be in this ultra focused mode is probably the most impressive aspect of her game in my opinion obviously she has like just the ability to rip returns is probably the best mover on the women's side her ability to slide on clay sets her apart from the rest and her ball striking off both wings is um, next to none but i just think that like she is one of the best competitors in the world but it's like she's so nice off the court that we kind of Think that she's like this little innocent young young girl, but she is a ruthless killer on the court.
1: No, I mean she she means business every single time she goes out there, and and let, let's not touch on the the whole bagel thing. I know she's not she's not big <laughs> on that. So
0: she was uh, not happy she with was that.
1: Happy about that. I was, um,
0: but I was, that was pretty funny. listening to her talk about that. She wanted it's respectful, you know? She wants to respect. She's a Polish woman. We know Polish people are very respectful people. They, uh, my, I say that lovingly. My, my my roommate is from Poland and uh, a big ego fan himself is. Um, his dad actually works. Bartek's dad works in tennis and connected with the Svantec, uh team. And they, I've only heard good things about that. That whole just I mean, they've got Hertog now. They've got uh, a lot of talent coming out of, of Poland. They have Mag- Magda Lynette yeah. They've got um, what's the other girl's name? But they've, so Poland's putting together some some uh, some players on the tour, and I think Schwantek and Hertog both being uh, at this level is, is is great for the sport. So um, on the men's side, we got to get to the ATP action. Is it's it's popcorn matchups from here on out, man. We we got the matchup that we've all been waiting for. Novak Djokovic, in my opinion, the greatest tennis player of all time. I'm a big Rafa guy. Oh, I know, I, don't, I, don't, I feel like I, I mean, it just is what it is at this point. It's Novak was taken away from the slam events for a couple of years there, where I think he would probably be sitting at 25 slams um, if he were able to participate. But he's in a situation now where he can capture the lead, take Rafa from being notched at 22 and take his 23rd slam, the first male to ever do it. He's got a chance to do it against the world number one, the greatest player in the world right now, Carlitos Alcaraz. What Charlie is doing on the clay courts is ridiculous. Carlos just said he played the best match of his life in the quarters against Sitsipas. Just, I mean, just dismantled him. I mean, just ruthless killer on the court, made Sitsipas look like, City Tsitsipas didn't want to be out there. It was no. like, I mean, what were your takeaways from that? Before we talk about Novak, what were your, what were your takeaways from what Carlitos was able to do with Tsitsipas? I,
1: I think the biggest thing that, that we're going to talk about, I mean, one-handed backhand records against Carlos is 1-18. He dominates him. I mean, he, in this tournament, he had Musetti, so he, he it, had Schapa. 18-1? 18-1, yeah. 95%
0: winning percentage yeah. for those of you guys that like math out there. <laughs>
1: That's but, pretty good. Yeah.
0: That means if you have a one-handed backhand, don't love your chances. No. I wonder who's the who's the guy that beat him with one hander. Wasn't it, was it, I'm curious. That's a good
1: question. Um, who did he, the, the guy he lost in um, was it Bar? No, he won Barcelona. He won Madrid. Rome. Who who did he lose to in Rome? Was oh, that a one hander Yeah, that
0: guy. That, that guy. That the young kid. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> who, I don't even remember. His I name. can't remember his name. But that
1: that, that guy had a oneie. I think I think he did. Okay. I don't know. That's why. a good one I'm to check. Not positive. And
0: what what is Carlos against two-handers?
1: Uh, Ninety-seven and thirty, so still seventy-six percent win percentage. That's nothing to slotch <laughs> at, you know.
0: But it's not ninety-five percent. It's not ninety-five. That's a twenty percent drop off. That's Correct. pretty. That's pretty steep. Um, which is just, I mean, my, my first thought on that is that he can't leverage the inside-out forehand and the heaviness of his ball to kind of drive guys back and up over their shoulder blades. Mm. Is what I would. Ama- but like, what, like I, it's like that's pretty wild. That's such a steep difference, I mean, obviously he's played a lot less one-handers as he has two-handers, but I mean, it's just it, he, is he changing his strategy, or is that just like, is it a, I don't know if that's a coincidence, or is it something that to kind of be taken more meaningful is um, something to be kind of looking at, because I do like Novak's chances as, as an underdog, especially. When, I, when lines opened up, plus 176 for arguably the greatest player of all time on a surface that he's very adept on, as he's chasing history, as Novak knows, the time is ticking a little bit. He's, I mean, just got the, and Novak loves to compete on the biggest stage. It's like, yeah, Novak took a while to get to this form on the clay court swing. He started off pretty, um, I mean, it was a pretty rough start in my opinion. I didn't didn't think he was gonna be able to get his form back in time. I was really worried about him. He had this arm sleeve on. looked like it was a, it was either a shoulder or an elbow. Um, I don't know if it was soreness or tightness, but I thought I was like, oh, it was Novak, maybe not. Was the time off? Um. Kind of just allowed, not allowing him to kind of get in, in the flow of things. But ever since this tournament started, Novak has looked the part of a guy that can win a win this and hold this trophy at the end of the uh, this, on Sunday. Hatchinov gave him plenty of problems, especially in the first set, and Novak just sol- he just solves the problem. He solves the problem as well as anybody ever in, the, in our in our sport, and he embraces it. Like, and the crowd has gone in waves with him over the last two weeks. He's gotten booed. He's gotten applauded, and he just rides that wave so well. And he doesn't mind being the, the booed, hated, uh, the, the, yeah. the 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 kind of the, the protagonist. It's like it's it's crazy. I,
1: I think the match that you have to look back at right now is actually the, the Davidovich Fokina, where where the crowd was. I think they were kind of leaning towards Fokina, and I think at that point, then he took it personally. So now that the, the crowd, in his eyes, at least, um, and maybe it's true. Um, they, they've kind of been against him this tournament.
0: What is this French crowd? Doing? I don't know. What what is the I French crowd doing? Like, they're billing people for not doing the hand the, on the women's side for the handshakes, yeah. which these players have been vocal about. Like, are they not tuned into the rest of the calendar year? It's like you're booing this. You're you're booing Novak. It's like I guess they just I, I don't understand the French crowd. I would love to go there and just kind of feel what that is like and what these people want. But it's like. Um, I can't get a grasp on what these people are, are after. It's like I don't know who they. I don't know who they're a fan of.
1: No, because I mean, even in the French matches, um, it, it's confusing. You know, the, the match uh, was it. I was going to say Shardy. Uh, who, the greatest the,
0: match for me, with the French crowd showed out was Gaël when when he was able to course. come come yeah. back. That was just.
1: I was going to say Rinderketch and. Um, Rinder- yeah, and
0: Rinder-neck and. Um, Rinnerneck is it French
1: or Fritz? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That that crowd was electric, um, and I think Taylor. Saw the end when Novak sees on a on a weekly basis, you mm-hmm. know. Um,
0: Monfils but, versus Baez was also just both of those matches, but I mean they literally ca- carried Gaël through that match. Yeah. Gaël was trailing 4-0 in the fifth set, and his first he got his first win. You told me before the show started. Yeah, since first having win his
1: before after having his his first child, yeah. which is crazy.
0: Yeah, because Gaël's been gone for a while, but he looked like that was vintage Gaël Monfils. And uh, shout out to his wife. Elena Svitolina Monfils just on an absolute tear since coming back on tour. Made another great run. Uh, Was she she won the title last week or went to the final? She won the the title. She won the title. she ran into
1: Savalenka.
0: (laughs) Yep, exactly. So what an awesome story. Yeah, she did. What a great story for those two to both make their comebacks on the tour. Uh, Both successful returns. Unfortunately, Gaio had to retire um, when he he was supposed to play Holger Rune due to a wrist injury. But um, Svitolina, it's just cool to see them like off the court in the locker room getting ready and it's like Gael is always kind of by her side supporting her kind of amping her up whatever she needs and it's just like that's a cool connection it's like two tennis players going through this uh journey together it's like you're traveling like I mean it's a it's a ridiculously tough grind I mean I know that people think this it's, it's obviously a dream job for a lot of us would think that would be the best job in the world and uh probably is but I know that those two like especially when you're having a kid it's like it's pretty cool that those two have each other when they're on this on this uh Crazy, crazy tour life. But um, anyway, going back to the Carl- Carlitos versus Novak matchup. Novak as an underdog, to me, was just intriguing because I think that the pressure really is not on him for the first time in a big-time slam in a long time. Like, I don't remember last time he was coming in as as an underdog.
1: I think the only time I can ever think of it, because they didn't... Novak 3-0, and- you know, I think,
0: as, a, as an underdog in slams. I saw something, I think it was probably Gil Gross tweeting it out there, but I think as an underdog, he's fared very well.
1: I was looking at stats the other day on players that lose the first set and their chances of winning. I think he was second all time behind behind Rod Laver. Rod Laver has 500 or a 50% chance of winning those matches. That's crazy. Whereas Novak was I think was 48 percent Not not far behind. Wow. Um and, and the sample size is a lot larger, but um, I think within the last year to date, I think he's I think he has like a 90% win rate. That's absurd. When losing the first set, so his level hasn't been as good as it is, but he still makes it, he still gets the job done.
0: I think he's the best problem solver I've ever seen because he has so many different layers to his game. It's like he's not he, he can bring you forward. He can just go into lockdown mode where he just decides that I'm not going to miss a shot. He can step on the gas a little bit and start start kind of spreading you out a little bit, going pinging the ball corner to corner. And he's he's one of the best returners to ever touch a tennis racket. So he's got so many different things that he can rely. on. He can change his court positioning on the return. He can put, he can take time away from you. he can step back and try to just have those, those uh, kind of heavier higher higher net clearance balls. And I just think he's so comfortable going through the physical battle that tennis takes on a toll on your and he's fine going through that toll. He doesn't mind taking you on five. Like he, he's going to take your legs out one way or the other. The interesting thing is though is like it's Carlitos this time. Yeah. How are you going to take this guy's legs? Alcrez looks like he has never been low on energy ever i've never seen the guy look like he looks even tired even after these long exchanges whether it's on at the u.s open or here his ability to snap right back and to, and to just hop back he's kind of he just does that little jump step when he gets back to the baseline he's just yeah. like his calf muscles are popping out of his and i'm like this guy is a, a savage dude this guy's he's one of the best athletes in the world in my opinion
1: for sure i i 100 agree with that i mean i think he he benefits from having ferrero on his side um
0: not, not a bad guy to have in your corner.
1: No, no, and I think just the the play style of Spanish players, of that grind, mm-hmm. I, I think that plays right into his, his game, and and he kills it every single okay. time with that.
0: And I think just like, just that drop shot is a, it's not fair. Just the, no. th- that alone right there is going to keep Novak off balanced enough where it's going to be. I mean, is this going five? I think I think this is, has, to I think has to go five. It has to go five. It has to go
1: five. I mean, the, I,
0: mean I don't know. It could go four. With, with who? The,
1: with Carlos. I, <laughs> I like Carlos, man. I do. Wow. I do. So I've seen I've seen Novak uncomfortable this this clay court season, especially in the beginning. A lot more you've seen
0: Carlos uncomfortable.
1: A lot more. Yes, yeah, that's fair. That's a good take. And I and I think that Carlos has faced better opponents this this at least in, within the French. He's faced better opponents throughout his his draw.
0: Mohova just hit a scream right on the line. Sorry, but no, yeah. no, and, and and that's true. That's a good point. Um, I just think Novak at, on these on these stages. He's been through them so many times. Yeah. Not that, but Carlos is getting there. It's like he's starting to, to stack up some of these reps on the big stages and in, in best of five scenarios. But I gotta take Novak. You're you're on, you're gonna be on, on the record now. You're taking Carlitos in four. I'm
1: taking. I'm taking Carlito. I'm taking Charlie in four. Woo-hoo!
0: I'm taking Novak in five, guys. We will have to put a poll up on the Pure Tennis Podcast IG to see where you guys sit. But cannot wait for that matchup. Probably gonna. I mean, I hope it it plays out the way I think it is, but that should be the... I hope it goes
1: five, just for the sake of watching great tennis, but...
0: On Friday, guys, don't expect to get any work done. (laughs) Tell your boss... I mean, just take a sick day while you're at it. You might as well. I don't think this is going to be a productive day for tennis fans. That is a... I mean, it's the greatest player of all time, arguably, versus the future future great. And it's just like, there's no way Carlos... And it's just like, how can he not reach his potential? He does everything... Everything he seems to do seems to be part of the plan and just... He does things in an orderly fashion. It just seems like he's got his mind right. His interviews are... I just... Carlos is hard to dislike. I just think this is... The fact that we have another guy that we can hop on and expect to have another two decades of great tennis to watch is ridiculous. Tennis needed him. It came at the right time, and I think he's going to be a great face of the sport. But got to talk about the other matchup. Casper Rude, the finalist from 2022, takes on Sasha Zverev. A crazy story for Sasha, who was taken out due to an ankle injury against Rafa last year where he looked like I mean I'm a diehard Rafa guy. I don't know if there's any... There's, I'm as big a Rafa fan as there is and I was thinking that Rafa's screwed. Like I remember in that match I'm like Rafa has not... There's there's not a whole lot of answers on, uh, in this matchup right now. Zverev just had... He was just able to... There's long groundies. Ability to get, get that the backhand especially. Not being a, having an attackable backhand like a lot of these guys do. His two-hander is one of the best in the business. He doesn't mind hitting it at his shoulder height, which is what Rafa has picked on most of his career on the clay court. So hitting that high heavy ball into people's backhands, opening up the, the, the forehand court, the deuce court, and he wasn't able to do that against Sasha. Sasha, unfortunately, gets taken out through the injury, and a year later, he finds himself fully recovered back in the semifinals where he was last year at Roland Garros. I mean, it's just crazy to see that he's done what he's been able to do with his body and bring himself back to the biggest stage in Paris where... It might be his best surface.
1: Yeah, I was going to say. I think the thing that's changed the biggest for him, um, at least on his comeback tour this is, um, his backhand, he, he got so much into the groove of just going cross court. Yep. And and in this tournament, he's changed that where he's gone back down the line. It's true. And it, it's completely opened up the court. I mean, he moves better than anyone at 6'6", outside of maybe Medvedev. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if he's 6'6 or not.
0: But no, which guy?
1: Medvedev. I think they both are. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, if I had to pick between those movers, they're, they're neck and neck. Yep, um, I like that. And his backhand has really been the difference maker, in my opinion, especially with his ability to go down the line when he needs it.
0: Him, him versus Tiafoe, exactly, when he needs it. Him and Tiafoe, it. like, I was like, guys, both of you guys like your backhands better than your forehands. Somebody's got to attack the forehand wing. Yeah. If those guys are going to have errors, it's going to come on the forehand wings. And yeah. Zvere was pounding balls into the, into the Tiafo backhand. Yeah. Tiafo was ripping balls in his backhand. And Like, both these guys are so comfortable just – Maneuvering the racket on the outside of the ball and just kind of throwing that ball across court, where it's just in, in like like now these guys are smart enough that they're not hitting the ball so far across court where they open up angles. They're playing that weird ball that you that you see even Carlos play sometimes, where it's just like it's it's cross court and you can't get to the forehand, but you also don't have a, any any real angles to kind of expose. So, so you're like a body serve. It's a body, yeah. It's like yeah. a body exactly. It's the same concept of hitting a body serve. It's a good point. And it's just like it doesn't really offer you a whole lot of. Um, places to kind of go other than back across court. So I think you just kind of wait on that weaker ball, and that's something that Sasha's done great uh, the last this, these past two weeks. And I think that's going to be a problem for Casper Root.
1: I was going to actually say, I think this might play well into Casper yeah? because of the fact that he runs around his backhand probably more than anyone yeah, outside of like a Rafa Nadal.
0: Like young Tommy Robredo out there. Or Tommy Robredo, yeah, exactly. Um, and But can ca- does Casper have the firepower to hit through Sasha?
1: On his forehand side i think so for yeah. sure i mean yeah. we watched it a holger i mean yeah. he's just as good of a mover i mean obviously different size Hol- but i
0: i was pretty big that that was going to be casper's match it's just like he's well, just two
1: and one against him
0: right and he's too not only does he have yeah but it's like he's too emotionally mature at this stage in his career and he's ha- and he's been to finals and grand slams before but it just seemed like holger just that emotional roller coaster takes a toll on you especially when you've done it in the last couple matches and I mean, Holger got a, he got a uh, walkover against Mofi, so it's like yeah. I think that prolonged his, his run a little bit longer. He's just not there from a maturity standpoint, I don't think, um, to kind of take that leap. Even though he has the weapons, he's got the, the movement down, he's got one of the best backhands. He's another guy that has one of the sweetest backhands, on, especially yeah. on the run. He can, he can slap that thing. But he's just not, like, from a tactical standpoint, he doesn't seem like he has the reliability of a Casper root. Casper just knows what he wants to do on every freaking point. And I thought it was really interesting. We were down in Miami. I got to sit in on Casper's coaches um, at a PTR meeting and just kind of dissecting what he likes to uh, to do and stuff. And it's like, Casper is not out there thinking. He's out there playing the numbers. So, like, every shot that he hits almost is predetermined by where he is on the court. He's hitting certain shots based on where he is, and it's like his coaches are coaching – by the numbers you know like when he hits when he, and it's like the, some crazy stat that his coach Norvin Norwin I think it's Norvin or Oyvind, Oyvind. sorry Oivin. his name's is yeah. he's the uh, nor, head of the Norwegian Federation he was saying that if Casper hits one forehand inside the baseline during any point of the rally he wins 75% of those points and I took a picture of the uh, board with all these numbers on it and Casper's coach Oyvind called me like a couple weeks later must have just thought about it out of out of random he's like Hey Nate, good to see. You. He's like, uh, he starts small talking and he goes, "I just want to make sure you're not sharing any of those pictures or videos anywhere." And he, he's like, "You know, that's very um, close to the vest information or something like that." I started dying. I'm like, "Oh, even you can trust me, my man." I said, like, "That's just for my own my own personal sake." I was just super interested to see how they use analytics, especially in today's game, which just like. I mean the way they break down the game is just at a different level of especially with the percentages and numbers and draw like I mean every shot is dissected. Every return, every reserve. Um so it's super cool to see that. But that is another awesome matchup. I think that one is gonna go I mean, could we get two five setters on Friday? I think we could get two fives. Salah so should needs to serve well, that's for sure. He needs he needs yeah. to have a rely. he needs a, the first serve needs to be going in and at like a I mean he's gotta be in the sixty percent at sixty five percent or higher type category, I think to have a chance just because Casper's so steady off the floor. Uh, not a whole lot of weaknesses to expose there. But, um, yeah, I just think Sasha is he, – he's, he's been very poised. He just doesn't seem like he's been rattled very very much this, at, at Roland Garrison. Even when he's been in tough situations, he's come up with, I mean, w- w- with the answers that he needs. And I think he just is playing with, like – I think he realized last year that, like, you know, playing at this level was not guaranteed. And I think that played into to him just kind of being – uh, re I think this is going to be an awesome matchup. But I'm going to take Sasha and five. Where do you sit on the here? I
1: guess we're going to be opposites all day. That's tonight, what we want. That's I what the pretenders Tennis Podcast I, wants. I, I'm taking Casper and five. I'm, I'm going to go five on this one just because I think the backhand is very will pose problems to Casper um, if they get into long exchanges on that mm-hmm. backhand side. Um, but look look forward to seeing Casper right. uh, taking the inside outs and just oh, crushing to the forehand. You know he's getting to the forehand. He's gonna he's gonna go down the line on the forehand inside out or inside in a lot.
0: Yep. It, it's he's gonna so, happen. I, I like that because he's so disciplined and he's so like he's gonna get that he's gonna get that shot he wants. Yep. And it's but I think Sver's ability to neutralize and get chase that chase that ball down and, and get I mean he just covers the outer yep. four so well. I can't wait to see that matchup. I think both of these matchups on paper are, are gonna play out beautifully. I do need to talk about one thing though before we get before we wrap this show up. I, this is just a preview for the fans that are going to be tuning in for semifinal f- Friday. We got to talk about what we saw in the doubles action with cuz I haven't podcasted since then with Kato and oh, I'm going to mess up the know, from Indo- Indonesia's up. name,
1: uh, Sudihad. Sudihard. yeah. Surihan. Yeah,
0: you're doing better than I would. So I don't remember. got these two ladies were DQ'd against Ribes Tormo and um Buskova. And Buskova. Yeah. For hitting a ball, they were winning like handedly winning this match. There was never there was not a ball. It was not one of those balls that were struck in anger, like we saw Novak get DQ'd for at the U.S. Open. This was against Karina Busta. This was just like uh, I missed a shot. I am gonna roll a backhand to the back of the court type shot, which we see all the time. Like when somebody hits the ball long, they call the ball out, and the ball will even even bounce twice or once. Sasha did the other day. He just he missed the ball. It came back to him, um, and he ripped it. He ripped it to the. A lot harder than 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 um, Cado Ka- um, cracked this did ball. You,
1: did you see that thing that Nick Curios People who had been attacking Kyrgios. Federer. No, no, no. Kyrgios' take was
0: garbage for this. His take on Twitter. No, 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 he
1: defended Federer. I think. What about how Fed used to do this all the time, but, where he would roll a ball back?
0: But and, Kyrgios also said that this is like a, this is how the rules are are laid out to be. It's like yeah, that part was garbage, that's that's garbage. Yeah. I, I'm a big Kygs fan, but Kygs, come on, man, that's that's a garbage take, bro. That was just like that's not. I mean, I've seen plenty of guys rip balls to the baseline after, like, yeah. you know, the ball's out. The guy plays it, and it comes back to him, and they just smoke that ball.
1: They just didn't and hit somebody. They just didn't hit somebody. That's the difference.
0: And, that, and not gonna lie, like, if you're a ball person, like, I'm not saying like I'm not gonna just shred this young lady, but like, I mean, you got to be ready. I mean, the balls, yeah. the ball, there's balls in play. It's not like you're like you're on a playing field, and it's like that ball has been hit by a lot harder, has been hit a lot harder in ball persons ball kids have caught that ball many times never was an issue the fact that they got dq'd from the, one of the biggest stages in tennis for that and they only got dq'd because three tournament and buskova were going to complain to the to the official to the uh to the chairman about this and then they get caught laughing on the on the bench about this yeah. just a terrible look for tennis i was just like this is garbage Th- thankfully uh you just told me today that the mixed doubles was captured by Kato.
1: Ka- Kato won mixed doubles. I'm not sure who her partner was. That's awesome. You know, win.
0: Karma yeah. comes back around. Yeah. Glad she was able to capture that title, get some of those funds back that she would have had from the Booskova Cerebus Tormo match. Yeah. Those two women were ripped on social media, though. I looked at their Instagram comments on the last post. That's just, I mean, that's tough. That's that's. But that's kind of what you expect when you get caught laughing at people getting DQ'd. That, that, when that's their livelihood, I just, mean, I wasn't wasn't big on that look. I thought that was, uh, poor. and it's like, we have replay. Can we just go back and like see the, if, was there any intent? And like, I was a little surprised how much the girl was crying. But I was like, dang,
1: like. Well, even Buskova said she's bleeding. They were pleading to the, the ump, said that, she, that the girl was bleeding. She wasn't bleeding. She, I mean, she was crying. I think it caught her off guard more than anything.
0: Which which is fair. That's yeah, fine. Of course. But that's, it was just a lot. But, um, no, that was my my last kind of thing. I had just had to bring that up. But there's been a lot of crazy interviews as well. Um, gotta just like Sabalanka handle it as best you can and uh Oh good 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 last we're gonna end this on a positive note we had Darwin Blanche in the Junior in the Junior French Open take on Cooper Williams shout out to Cooper who's been on the Pure Tennis Podcast um in an awesome matchup two Americans battling uh Darwin Blanche who's gonna be a guy you guys are gonna be hearing about in the very near future takes out Cooper Williams in a third set thriller uh just this Blanche Dar- Darwin Blanche. I don't know if you've got to see him at all. Just a, I mean, at this age, he's physically so mature. Moves years so fifteen old. years old. <laughs> get out of here. Moves yeah. incredibly well. Strikes the ball huge, and just it's like that's what it looks. That's what a pro looks like at fifteen. It's, it's mini Shelton. That's what. I t- that's what yeah. I said. I'm like that's mini Shelton. Shelton, and Shelton's shouting him out already. Super cool to see him do his thing. He's what he's in the he's in the final four now. Yeah, final four. So I think I mean he, and he he's
1: already, a Croatian boy. I think he's the three seed.
0: And he took out the world number one from Mexico the one. in the
1: in the first round.
0: Wow, yeah. incredible stuff. So guys, if you have any time to spare, I strongly suggest you guys check out the junior, the amateurs, battling it out because those guys are up next. And I think it's just cool to discover those guys early, as we we kind of we I mean with Carlos and Alcaraz and these guys and mm-hmm. Holger, we were able to see as well. But um, Blanche is the real deal. Cooper as well. Cooper's going to have a good career at Harvard as long as he stays there. And, um, yeah, I guys, I appreciate you guys for tuning into the Pure Tennis Podcast. Chase, any final thoughts?
1: No, just ready for the semifinals. Let's get to
0: it. Let's go, baby. Chase, love to have you on to the podcast. Can't wait to have you on more. Can't wait to get started as we will be pushing that content. Check out the Tennis Point USA Instagram, Tennis Point on TikTok. Of course, Pure Tennis Podcast on IG. We hit 4,000 followers this week. We're super hyped about that. That was our goal. Uh, to hit the end of the year, we hit it in June. So things we got a little momentum. We got to keep it pushing, guys. Have a great rest of the week. Have a great weekend. Enjoy all the rolling Garros action. Sabalenka Mahova in an epic third set. Uh, excited to see how this one turns out. But peace. Peace. We needed a part two of the podcast. Couldn't let JP not come in and do a little preview of Rolling Garrett semifinals and also the recap of what we watched today two awesome matches on the women's side we had Mahova take out Sabalenka after facing match point and down five. was it 5-2 in the third set yeah Rips yeah.
2: Fought, had, to, had to fight through it every single set and it was
0: every set was a battle every set was a war and Sabalenka I will say got a little tight in that second or that third set though or pooped out Maybe a little tired. I mean, that's true. I mean, got to give Mahoba the credit on that. note like just because her. I was just telling you before we started the pod. I was like, I think the most crucial shot in women's tennis is the slice backhand. And I think just because her, like, uh, just to neutralize the power it and neutralizes just
2: neutralizes the power. Yeah.
0: Make and you have to continue to generate that power yourself. Yeah. And as soon as I said that, I'm like, wait.
2: The it's one like girl, a textbook how to beat power players today. Mahoba just did it. And she then, totally did it. And inside out forehand was on point. And she's like, let Sablanca... S- because Sablanca hitting winners. You just got to let him take a couple... Win- You're going to let him take a couple. And, and then you know, just go... With, and she lived with that. Like, fight she with wasn't... The, yeah.
0: Yeah. She just kind of weathered the storm with that. And just, at the end, like, Sablanca had, like, in the biggest moments, you have a little bit more pressure on you to make a final. And you start to feel like, I have to be pretty precise, pretty perfect. Yeah. And hit this ball big on on big points like this. And I'm punched out. Yeah. And I, yeah, I'm punched out. And it's like... This is not a like, and, and you're doing this for over what was the Matched over two hours, yeah, closer to three hours. I would imagine. That's how you I do mean, it. I mean, we sat through that whole meeting yeah. today, uh, and yeah. the match is still going you're on. Still
2: going
0: on. That meeting felt like we had. had to we to grind. We had to gr- just like we were grinding in that meeting, man, trying to. <laughs> 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 no, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't all. Um, yeah, I didn't like the news we found out was far in western in southern. I was a little bit hurt about that today.
2: Are we allowed to talk about it though?
0: Probably because not that we know we don't know any information, I mean, we don't know, anything. We don't know I mean, anything. I mean, we
2: trashed it last time, and I'm glad we did because now we learned uh, what that we is, know most Keep of it's true, it. yeah.
0: Most of it's true, we, it's I, I, yeah, and it's yeah, the tournaments. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, yeah, there's a sliver of hope out there, guys. A sliver of a sliver hope. Of hope. I'll let you guys take that how you, how you want, um, but one sport, guy bought the tournament,
2: sliver of hope is that the city of Charleston. Votes no. So people in Charleston, you don't want it. Vote no. <laughs> vote no. Vote no on issue seventy-seven. The
0: Western seller <laughs> should not come to my city. It's a terrible tournament. Nobody watches it. See no. The players that go are horrible. It's a terrible atmosphere. I just, I would recommend you guys, if you're anybody know from Charlotte, vote no on this tournament. Yeah. You will hate. You won't have a good time.
2: Thank us later. Yeah,
0: exactly. Don't waste your tax money on this on this thing. I promise yeah, you. What do you do
2: with that?
0: Get get so many other things to do in Charlotte too, really like. Walk. Yeah, Riverwalk. <laughs> River yeah. yeah. You can go watch, dude, go watch the Bobcats. They're a sick... or the, Sorry, the Hornets. Sorry. The, yeah. Yeah. Michael Jordan puts together a, a ball club for you guys every year. The team's loaded. Yeah. Ton of talent. The Mellow Ball right. is the future. Um, so, yeah, th- this is a, a tournament that you don't need. But uh, for Western Southern fans in Cincinnati, uh, Cincinnati Masters fans, whatever you guys want to call it, um, yeah, the news we kind of found out was that what we kind of confirmed in the last podcast or two podcasts ago, like, it's gone. 2025. This is going to be expanded to a 96-person draw. All this is already out there. And to be that type of Masters event, need more courts, uh, practice courts. You need more playing court, uh, stadium courts. And Ben uh, Ben Navarro, the guy that bought this tournament from, was he from Charlotte? Yep. From Charlotte, bought the Charleston Open. Uh, they told us today that I didn't realize I was voted the top. The Best w T
2: the A. The,
0: yeah, that's crazy, and like good for him to do that because like I've heard people that went to that tournament that it was an awesome event. So I guess he has the the um, I guess he's got the experience to do a t- tournament round. So I guess that's why he's able to do this. And they did tell us that he loves tennis today, which I was like, that's fair. I mean, he's got a dollar that's playing on the tour. It makes sense that he does. And yeah, um, so I guess it's good. They, they said it's good to have a person that loves tennis, and I said that's that's, that's fair. Um, it's but great if you're in Charleston. If you're, Char- if you're, in ja- that's yeah, what I said. It, or in it, it's, it's perfect.
2: Like the thing that we were told is that it's great. He's the exact person that you'd want to buy the tournament, if,
0: especially if you were, especially a, like if Scotland. you lived yeah. in Charleston. Exactly. Or is it so? Is it Char- Charlotte. 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 So, Charlotte. so Charleston is where he's got the current event. Yeah, yeah. So um, sorry. And this guy's from there, and he's got a company there that's based there. So it's like, what what incentive is this guy gonna have to keep this tournament here? Yeah. Doesn't sound like a whole lot.
2: I mean, there's the, the we don't have any. Yeah. There's the component of the tradition of it being, I don't know, oldest tournament in North America, whatever,
0: and that's kind of
2: cool for all. Oh, for, for us, like,
0: it's, that's like that's one of the coolest things for
2: me. You know, I mean, that's, that's sick. I mean, like, just to me, like that. I think that there's probably if you're, you say he loves tennis. Well, that's something that if you really love tennis, you, you care do. about the tradition and the history of the game. Tournament.
0: I agree. That's that's my other point. Is if you really cared about this tournament and like what it's been for so many p- people, I would like. Advise this Ben Navarre to ask some players. Maybe, maybe ask some players that play in this and see what they think. And I know that, I guess he doesn't have to do that, but it's like, if you really love the game, it's like, see where the players kind of side on this thing. Because, I mean, the players that I've talked to, and I've talked to a, a good amount of these guys and women that play in this event, I haven't heard many people not enjoy their time in Cincinnati, regardless of, you know, not being. It being 25 30 minutes north of the city, or whatever. Everybody, like, I talked to Bertini about it probably the longest last year um, on the practice courts. I mean, other than he, he said he obviously likes to play in Italy, but it's like, you know, Cincinnati and Miami and U.S. Open are like, those are three of his favorite events, you know, and that's what a lot of those guys kind of out of the same. He was practicing with Munar, another guy that stated the same thing. Um, so, yeah, it's not like this is like a, the players are. I would love for him to kind of just give some, gather some insight from the people that actually play and are, are fighting for, for this title, but. Don't think that's going to happen. My um,
2: critique too is that there's just like I didn't expect to go on this tangent today. I really wasn't. I, I, didn't, I didn't either, but, but
0: like, I just kept thinking about it today. I'm like, you as know a what? Tournament
2: person though, that plays tournaments, you look at other clubs and you guys. Everyone mixes their schedules to not have tournaments. All like, there's one weird part is that down in North Carolina and Winston Salem, there's a tournament going on at the exact same time as Cincinnati. People that lose in Cincinnati go directly to Winston Salem. <laughs> So that's true. like as a person in North Carolina, I think he needs to think about that because he's ending that <laughs> tournament too. Like that's true. Like, that's just true. Like, Winston Salem. No one's eat. gonna go there if they're all down at Charlotte watching the real tournament, not the 250. Right,
0: that tournament. So that tournament kind so of if, is,
2: that, that, that tournament's getting burned too. Yeah, yeah. All you people in North Carolina that love Winston Salem, <laughs> vote no I'm on t- issue 77. It would, just, it would
0: be better for everybody. Vote no on issue um, 77. But the one thing I think this will do is if Cincinnati were to actually care about this I mean the well. what did she say the governor didn't even know what this term was was that the governor she no.
2: said the governor but oh. then she said of a town so like I can't yeah. take that for a grain of salt it doesn't make sense yeah it didn't make sense to me either but yeah, <laughs> that's usually true. the mayors of towns yeah there's <laughs> yeah
0: I didn't notice uh, she, she, she said governor I was like that dude was important <laughs> <laughs> she's <laughs> British she's just British he, she no, no, she, his she, name was the governor she did so the only thing that I, I am mean, I want to say, though, about that is, like, um, it's going to push Cincinnati and the people of this town to, like, finally promote this tournament and treat it like it's supposed to be treated. I mean, you have literally for the last 20-plus years that, like, with the, with the Big Three and all these other people, it's like, you've had some of the best athletes on the globe. Like, not just best tennis players, you've had some of the best athletes of the last 20, 25 years, and it's... Like these guys, I don't think they put the resources behind it that they should've. And I think the fact that like, I think if you ask a lot of people where the Western and Southern was, uh, it's like the one term that like, it's just because it's not marketed as I would market it. It does not have the like Western Southern, I, I don't call it, I, I call it the Cincinnati Masters. Like, you know, it's like-
2: the, It's the Cincinnati It's the Cincinnati Man. Masters. Yeah, so the Western
0: Southern Open, it's like, what is that? Like, that's just a terrible ploy in itself. I'm sorry, Western Southern, Financial Great, Great People. It's like that term. That's not like a tournament name. That's like a staple right. to yeah, the it's city. Of,
2: it's just that's the corporate a, the corporate naming rights of just like Paycor Stadium. It's right? like it's
0: Cincinnati Bengals. Right. It's making this B for Bengals. The logo. It's like what are we doing out here? Sorry. <laughs> it's the worst logo in sports. But that's that's another story for who day. But uh, so <laughs> Cincinnati. Not looking good for us. That was a little bit sad, but I do want to preview the semifinals. Oh wait, 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 wait! Last notes on on the women. Last notes. Mahova, incredible win, huge win, huge win. Did not expect this run from her. She she just had, she had a lot of a lot of answers to what Sam Langs firepower the problems that creates. She beat big names too the whole way down there. She did. She started off with Sakari, and. Who she take? But Sakari, that Sakari win, I was like, oh, she's. This, this, my hope is the real deal. I didn't think Sakari even played poorly in the first round. That is, um, I have to say, one of the worst draws for a top eight player that I can remember, though. For Sakari to draw her in round one, that's that was rough. But Schwanteck played Beatriz Haddad Maya, the Brazilian lefty. Um, thought thought Iga played very well, especially in the big moments of that one. Um, Beatriz had chances second set tiebreaker, um, actually even before the breaker. But she was up, I think it was five three in that second set breaker. Had a volley on top of the net, basically the whole court was open. Dumps that one into the net. Um, was surprised to hear there wasn't a whole lot of a reaction from the commentators on that because I was like that was, that's 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 how you get to this match to to the, go to the distance. Choked that and then actually choked a forehand, pretty routine forehand. uh Maybe a point later, the next point, and Iga ended that match with two banger forehands, two absolute bombs. Um, she kind of just stepped up in the big moment, and you can tell she's just, she's been there before. You can't you can't give her um, those those types of opportunities, to just and kind of choke choke up. up the, especially that volley, it just hurt me. I'm like, sit the legs down and knock that volley off. Just put it in. Yeah. Even if you don't hit a winner. But anyway, we got a great final. Iga Swiatek against Carolina. Uh, Mahova, the line opened up already. I looked at it, minus nine hundred for Ego So, uh, the the guys in Vegas are not expecting this one Which to be is
2: crazy because there's so much
0: minus nine hundred. If Eagle won, it'd be like or sorry, if Sabalenka won, I think I think it would be like Ega minus yeah two fifty at Two fifty no, at most. No respect. No respect for Mahovas, and I mean it's like maybe they're right, but it's like. I, I should have looked
2: at the eyes for what Mahova was another. another I don't know if the, what the. I mean, she's got to come in with a whole new strategy to beat Swantek than she had to do to, to Shabanka. Like so if, she, if she's game planning, it's going to be a whole moves new. so well though, like it's, much better. Than I don't think that did. that strategy that she used against Shabanka would work against. Uh,
0: no, I don't Swantek. think so either. I think she, against Swantek you're going to have like how do you make her uncomfortable? I mean, what Padad Maya did I just I don't think that's a choice for Mahova. I don't think you're just going to be able to just. Grip and rip, yeah, and just hit through her.
2: she uh, fight.
0: Uh, I, I my try to speed yeah. her up and kind of take timing away. I don't think Mahoba that's Mahoba's. I mean, she does hit the ball pretty big though. I mean, she's bigger yeah. than I think. She had some big balls, but it's she, like that's she was
2: guarding him back though. Like, yeah. I, maybe, maybe she because she played power hitters this whole draw. She's just been doing that, right? And it's working every time, yeah. So I don't know.
0: Change yeah. her change of pace is just
2: very, I mean, it's yeah. impressive.
0: Um. But any final thoughts on the WTA action? We got ego versus. Yeah, you you, you, you yeah. want to drop? You want to drop a uh, prediction for the final? You got ego versus Mahoba. Are you gonna? Is it? Is it? Is I, it
2: mean, I hope that Mahoba gets there. I just feel like that would be interesting. I also think that, that what's the she doesn't have a chance?
0: Yeah, no chance. It's just like that's that's not that's a tough final. I mean, I love what Mahoba's done, but it's like I
2: could easily see a two and two win. I think that's what is it? Ego's fourth. Yeah. That could be her fourth one at before 22? I mean, there's the weird part that no one in the WTA can like win when they're supposed to win. Though. But she's been the one she's that she, the she's the only been the one that can.
0: Especially at Roland Garros. I mean, she's this is her surface. Um, I don't expect... You can just tell she just feels comfortable on, on this. Like sliding,
2: moving, she just looks like she's at home. Aren't you glad you don't have... Now, I don't want to get so he, anybody upset, but aren't you glad you don't... Sorry aren't you glad you don't have to see Swantek not shake someone like his hand that's <laughs> just throwing that that's out there aren't the, you glad you don't have to see it though? it's that it was tough
0: to watch all that this whole last two weeks it's just like each time it got I'm just like oh man I, and, yeah mean girls. It, it, it was like the WTA man it's it's but that's yeah that's a I, I don't even know what to say about that but it was the crowd billing too I don't. Really, I don't understand the French crowd. I talked about this today with Chase on the on the first edition of this segment. But oh, I was nice. like, I just don't understand the French crowd. Like, what they cheer for and what they boo for. I'm just like, these guys are nuts. Like, they booed for Novak. They booed Novak for a while, and now they're cheering for Novak. It's like, I, do you appreciate the guy or like, are you just
2: like, you just like, I don't know. Like, are, they, are you are you fans of players or are you just like? They boo anytime anyone goes in though. That's the thing. They just start whistling.
0: Yeah, I mean Taylor Fritz obviously got booed, probably deserved it. Taylor, I mean
2: <laughs> Taylor got booed because of the like the shushing, but they were doing that before he did it. No, they were. They were. They were totally doing the shh Yeah, they were for sure. I guess Renderneck, yeah. I think that they just found something about Taylor that they might not have liked. <laughs> um, and Taylor Fritz I, I like Taylor, but I'm just saying that maybe the Do you like probably. Taylor? Yeah. You, you're a big French guy? No, but like, <laughs> I don't feel like he deserved that. No, I, he definitely didn't like, deserve that. But it maybe was. Maybe at the end a little bit. Yeah. But like, but it's yeah. like,
0: what, what? You know, you're playing a guy that's obviously, I mean, gonna have the crown. He's from France, so it's like, right. what
2: did you expect? Like, that's the thing. Like, that was their like, dude. You beat like, their dude. You play, but maybe Tyler didn't. Pissed on his grave. It's like
0: the Bengals played the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're right. not gonna go in there and get applauded when we score a touchdown. It's like, this is how it is. It's They're like, right. that's how sports is supposed to they be. So, I like that. I wish... Yeah, and the same with the U.S. Open. I mean, Talfa's playing somebody like... Unless it's one of the big three or yeah, whatever. Yeah, we're going to go nuts. For sure.
2: Yeah. Um, Especially if he's beating someone from... I don't know. Throw
0: out any of. <laughs> that's true. Oh, man. So, let's let's talk about the, the, the two matchups on Friday. You guys will be hearing this early uh, if you tune in. We're recording this pretty late on Thursday night. But uh, we got... Sasha Zverev is the slight dog versus Casper Rude. Basically a toss-up match. Uh, who, who do you got in that matchup? Obviously, Sasha had a really nice, pretty comfortable win versus Dimitrov. Kasper takes out Rune. Um, just drops a set, but Casper was pretty much in control of that match the whole way through. Both guys playing extremely well. Crazy to see Casper back in the final. Awesome to see Sasha bounce back from his injury in the semifinals versus Rafa last year. Looked like he's got back to his level. Uh, just has slowly worked himself into this, sh- into shape and into form, and made the run. So, w- where do you kind of sit on the Casper Zverev match tomorrow?
2: I put some money behind Casper. Um, so you got some cash on on Casper, right? Only because I feel like there's there's a little bit more of a win confidence coming out of Casper on clay like this is not his first final this year Uh uh-huh. semi-final or whatever he won a an Nesteroy an Estor- and Estor, yep. like Verev, I think playing great make it to semi-finals is insane so it's it's gonna be a good match I just like if I had to say like I would just I'm just pushing Casper just cause it's just like He's just, like, a like you look at the NFL dudes that, like, play for the first four weeks. Like, some of them are kicking butt, but, like, they're really good teams are, like, later in the year. You can tell. So I feel like he's just later in the year in a late-season stride, whereas Zverev is, like, still hot, but could, like, kind of get Sasha's cold gonna, real quick.
0: I think Sasha's going to see this opportunity as, like, I, I don't disagree with you, but I think he's going to also see this as an opportunity, like, of a lifetime where he doesn't have to play for the first time, like, a Novak or a Medvedev. Or Carlos before reaching the final, and like if you're gonna play somebody in the semifinals of a Grand Slam, you want Casper Root If you're if you're Sasha, at six foot six, clocking one thirty five mile an hour serves with his backhand, with his movement, uh, getting out of the, the outer force of the court as fluid as he does covering Casper because Casper likes to, to work the inside out forehand, and he's gonna rip the inside in forehand now as he, after he opens it up. But Sasha moves extremely well. It's probably as good as anybody as tall as he is, like Chase said earlier, this was like, as Medi. And I think Sasha, like, this is what you want. And it's like, it's a pretty much a toss up match. You got to serve well, though. You got to, you got to, you got to serve two, well.
2: They, they both made it the number two in the world. That's true. Good so point. Like, they're in a, they're in that kind of world. They can both fight at that level. Yeah.
0: Casper just, my gosh, it's like, he just, that he just hits this, like, he doesn't, there's no thinking. He takes the thinking out of tennis as much as you possibly can. Um, just with his, he plays the, a systematic, um, fully kind of scripted tennis right, style, right. that's what it looks like, and yeah. it's
2: fine. It's like sometimes to uh, he got, got into world miss. number two, yeah. huh?
0: And that's why I think every time Carlos plays him, especially a best of five format, you give him that long with and the legs he's got to figure it out, you're gonna get ripped like every time. Like, but Casper's got to this level, so amazing. But well, it's so like,
2: like, thinking from Casper's. He has to the serve lights
0: out. There's no way.
2: I mean, do you think of, oh, he's probably thinking like, of the people that are in there, I don't have to play anyone but Zverev. So oh, for sure. He's, he's, he's the thinking the same, same thing. Oh, no he, doubt. He's not playing Joker. <laughs> he's not going against Alcorino. He's
0: facing a 75-mile-an-hour second serve that sits in the middle of the box, and he's going to take tee balls to it. All he's, It's right. going to be literally soft-pitch baseball I mean, with that second serve. Casper's yeah. going to be stepping in. Forcing getting, Sasha to hit—that's why Sasha cannot. He's got to hit first serves. because that second serve, like Grigor, he's just not that guy. He never has been. He was—he's right. underachieved pretty much his whole career, in my opinion, um, because he couldn't—he couldn't step on the gas pedal like like these other guys can. And Casper is going to literally take batting practice against the second serve and just make Sasha work end to end, end to end from the first ball. Sasha has the legs to do it for four sets. That fist set's gonna get a little hairy. That's what
2: I'm thinking if he goes too, five, that's what I'm thinking too. Like, I'm out on such. You've seen the ankle on five sets, and we're about to because this is,
0: I don't know. I mean, he has to serve. He hasn't done five big yet. Big. He hasn't gone the distance and yet. And no, no, and he has to make a lot of them. That's the thing. You got to go big, and you got to make 65 plus. Percent. I mean, do you think if you're captain, you just go the distance with him, just to see. test. T- 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 ask it. the question. Test that, test that body. <laughs> ask that question. Yeah, all right. Question. Got to get into the popcorn showdown. All right. Match of the year. Novak Djokovic,
2: which amazingly gets to the semis. I mean, amazingly, the like. And then we on. kind of saw that at the beginning when the draw came out that we could get a Djokovic Alcaraz semifinal. And
0: Why did we all just assume that Novak was going to find his form and his level after like looking like a rag doll throughout the clay court circuit? I, like he didn't look impressive to me once, really, in the earlier warm up events to the French Open,
2: and but Novak, well, the
0: cool thing about Novak though is he's
2: been still hurt. Except
0: yeah, the last two he's, games he's like losing. He's been trans. He's always been transparent. He literally makes sure he's peaking at slams. Yeah. That's what he cares about. That's all he cares about is Grand Slams, and I love that he's open with that. And that's what he's done. His his body is fully at its best that it could possibly be at that moment for the Grand Slams. That's what he did. He's taken off the armband. He's finally looking like he's loosening up, and it's like every match he just puts the clamps on a little bit harder. And he's like, Falkina, clamps. Hatchinov, clamps. Which, Falkina was a good win. Huh? That
2: was a good win. It was a hard fought. Like, Falkina's a clay dude. Falkina's nasty. Falkina's, nasty Falkina's nasty. Falkina's nasty. Falkina's nasty. And he took him to 7-6. Like, he didn't get, like, three. Yep. He had to fight. Yep. Like, that's way more that, battle testing.
0: That, that return winner that Djokovic had on set two, uh, set point. My goodness. Like, the... The fact that he, yeah, and he goes into that possessed mode, and I'm just like, that's why my. That's why he's the GOAT. And that's why my coin for tomorrow is on Mr. Novak Djokovic. Gotta go with him. The Joker, taking him in five, though. Me too. Taking him in five? 100%. That's
2: weird. 36 we years old. We didn't life. talk about this. Joker though, I think, because like, we, we did talk that Alcresa beat him in Madrid. Yeah, he did last 2021. So, like, we both said, 21. and it was like a battle. Yep. 7 seven six, seven six,
0: seven six, or something. 7, 6,
2: 7, 5, 7 6. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, is not feeling like, oh, I own that guy. Like he's like, this is going in there, like, and then he's got the five sets to deal with, and his body's not perfect either. Like, where's the pressure? He cramps though? up in the legs. Oh, he. The pressure is definitely on Alcaraz.
0: That's crazy.
2: Which is I bizarre. guess it is
0: though. But why is it only the guy that hasn't even won this event before?
2: Because I think he's like, I don't think in his head, like obviously he's the most confident dude in the world, but like he he's did. still he somewhere, was... some part of his brain's like, I haven't played five sets against that dude yet. Some, yeah,
0: that's, yeah. I like that. I like that. That's a good. That's I mean, that gives me hope three, that nobody nope, can do three, it. Two. And I'm. I i do
2: not know Holder, who I'm rooting Casper. That's true. Like, I, on the five seven, I don't even know
0: who, who I don't even know who I'm rooting for. Usually, I feel like I have a rooting interest. I, mean, I don't really feel like I'm rooting for, like, I can't, like, okay, I'll let me
2: I'll
0: let you walk that back a little bit, huh? I know, I'm with you
2: there, 100%. But I, totally agree.
0: I do love the big three. Obviously, I'm a 90s kid. that grew up watching the big three, and I, I don't want these guys to fade away yet. I want to hold on to me being young, but it's like, it's just like these guys, we're all getting older, and it's like, come on, get one for the guys, baby. Like, come on, no, like Novak. Right. Show the young 20-year-old that, like, it do not matter. Like, and I think that would even motivate Carlos to, like, Longevity, you know, it's like I can play great tennis to him, oh, yeah. almost forty years old, but it's just crazy highest that the, level. the highest level, like yeah. the greatest tennis of all time type tennis. Right. And Novak's still doing. It. We, we we somehow don't put him like in the age of Rafa, Ralph, Ralph, like where he's like, and Stan. We think these guys are way older. The dude's thirty six, but stretching for four hours a day, I guess, is what the answer. I guess we all need to do that.
2: Yeah, well, he. That's. I feel like his type of game too, isn't hard on his body. Like he's light he's lightly more fluid than the doll is just like Bl- oh, light years. a bruiser. But yep. there's a bunch of dudes that bruise out and yep. I think he's just smooth body style and plays kept him like a young person. He still thinks he's like both and Yep. Yeah. Like, we're going to have a long career together. <laughs> like, you're on no. the way out. Yep. It, you, yep. Can't, you have to see it.
0: Yep. But the cool yeah. thing about, the cool thing about when I, when I analyze Carlos and I'm like, usually when I think about like a Zverev, what he has to do against Casper, it's pretty, it's, it's you can, you, you find that answer quicker than you find, what, what can Carlos, do against,
2: what does he do against Casper?
0: What does Car- Carlos, had, do? first Sasha? First, first Sasha first. got hit first serves. Got and, hit first serves yeah.
2: and you got to stay away from like letting him in you off the court.
0: Yeah, I mean, but he, he won't have a problem with that. I mean, that's why it's, Sasha, I didn't hate the matchup for Sasha against Rafa because he can eat up that forehand, that big heavy forehand into his backhand better than probably almost anybody on the tour because Sasha has one of the best backhands, loves his backhand, probably, I think, I mean, it looks to me like he likes it more than his forehand. I mean, almost, and he's, he loves taking it orally. Nice, nice. he, he can, the highball is not a problem with his height, and he can he can pretty much, I mean, he just ropes the back, he finds great length on it, he's, he can, he can, Control from anywhere. He can just kind of roll it. He can step on it. Um, so I don't think that's an issue. I think, but he has to make first serves. Has to attack the forehand. And I think he's got to come forward more than he. Like he's starting to show it a little bit more. He he's a little. He's still a little. He's still a little sloppy for for me up up in the front court. But he's got to continue to come forward and those big heavy higher moon moon shots that Casper kind of has to neutralize the points. Got to of knock those off. Got to knock those off.
2: So that's how he. That's how he's gonna beat him. Yeah. I think that it's weird because when you think about Kasparoon and all what like what do you do to to win against Verev and it's like the opposite it's like make him come in like make him try to shorten the points try to lengthen the points like it might be an interesting match because it's so big. it's so different so, 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 so different what the other one's good at yep and that's, so that's but, the weird part
0: but back to what I was saying was like for for Carlitos for me to like dissect his game right. and like what he's gonna go as Novak it's just a weird thing to think about because like he has a lot of things that could work the drop like you know drop, yeah. push, pushing the Novak trying to get him deep in the court hitting the drop shot like he does to everybody yeah. could work. Also playing huge tennis could, and hit, trying to hit mm-hmm. through Novak when, when Carlos is on could work. That's how Serving are. in volume for, for Carlos yeah. could work. Uh, I mean, taking the returns early, making taking no time away from Novak could work. Sitting way back in the court and making Novak be a guy that has to come to the net and knock points off when and sitting back deep, deep by the curtains could work. I don't know, like it just depends on what Carlos shows. Like doesn't have a whole lot of flaws, right? And he has a lot of things that he that he is capable of doing. So, so it's like, like,
2: but like what like to me like when I when they're both good at everything, I think of like what do they do exceptionally well above their game? Only. Like I feel like the drop shot in Carlos's game is so weird because it's just sort of his 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 shot that no one really has whereas and I think it's Djokovic maybe on the serve return that he kinda of, his he, returns he, are ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. So like the, the, those two things like if those things are killing it if he's dropping drop shots all over the place like that's yeah. the, that's that's yeah.
0: gonna be it. Carlos
2: dropping yeah. yeah. And, and he, the drop it, shot's
0: gonna work if you
2: if you yeah, he's gotta get that If Djokovic gets an early break, like yep. two one, he gets a two two like and then he jumps ahead. That's right. going to be interesting. If yeah. he gets
0: that early break, is Carlos going to feel comfortable hitting the drop shot where he's trapped? Because right. like I feel like right. he hasn't trapped. And then
2: he's got this stuff on Yeah. That's all the pressure. Because he hasn't
0: had the heat really on him like, this right. whole tournament. Yeah. He, I mean, obviously he hasn't. He's been cruising. But That's why
2: like, right. I think that he's going to lose tomorrow, too. Ooh. That's the whole reason. I
0: can't wait That's for tomorrow. That's the whole reason. I, I'm taking a sick part. We need to just take a yeah. sick We'll, we'll tune in for the final recap. All right, guys.